The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is the On Point with Victor show. You're listening to America's Web Radio, and I am Victor Armendariz. You know, that Mexican, not afraid to be American. And I'm not afraid every day. Every day's a good day in America, even when we've got Dementia Joe stumbling through Ireland. You know, Dementia Joe, when he was in Ireland, he said that he didn't want to come back. He lied. Because he came back. <laughs> so, you know, listen, folks, we have to be careful when we're talking about uh, Joe Brandon, Dementia Joe, because we can't afford him to retire. We can't afford him to resign, and we can't afford for him to be impeached because what's behind him is a whole nother bucket of problems. <laughs> so I, I don't know any other way to put it. I don't know you, but I, I it's hard enough to deal with what Dementia Joe's doing to this country. Can you imagine what Kathleen Kamala would do to this country? I mean, think about it, folks. On a serious note, on a serious note, you see what Joe Brandon Biden is doing on foreign affairs. The, the global community that they love so much is laughing at him. They darn near laugh in Joe Biden's face. So imagine what they would do with Cockling Harris, who can't even speak or give a speech above a third or fourth grade language. So I, I or or I should say a third or fourth grade reading level. And look, I, I am not sitting here <laughs> trying to take digs at Guatemala Harris. She does it to herself. If you don't believe me, just go and try to listen to one of her speeches. She truly speaks on the level of a third or fourth grader. And uh, and I know she's not a dumb lady, so understand me. I'm not saying that she herself reads at a third or fourth grade level because I know she's smarter than that. But for some reason, this job, the vice presidency, is so above her level or her pay grade She's just not cut out for the job, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care what uh, it, it kind of experience she thinks or the Democrats will tell you she has. Listen, and you don't even have to take it from me. When you go ask Democrats, whether you're asking Democrat voters or you're asking uh, some Democrat officials who will remain anonymous, they will tell you they don't want Kamala Harris just as much as they don't want Joe Biden running again. So, I mean, it's... It's again, this 2024 thing is going to be fun to watch, but be careful. And I also saw, let me, let me mention this. I saw something running, going out, and I don't know if this was coming from the Trump team or, or from a pack that, that likes Trump or, or I, I'm not sure, but, but this is the kind of stuff you've got to watch out for. Uh, maybe it was coming from Dick Morris. I don't know, but ladies and gentlemen, you've got to be, w- on guard for these things. I saw a thing that came out across the um, social media and some other places on the internet that said uh, it was it was formed like a question, and it said if Joe Biden were removed from presidency, would you vote for Trump again or to replace him? Now they're being very, let's just say, tricky dicky with how they're wording that because there's a lot of voters out there who actually think. 
and these are Trump supporters. I hate to say it, but these are Trump supporters. And they actually think that if Joe Biden were impeached, that somehow Trump would be put back in the presidency. That cannot happen, will not happen, won't happen. Not today, not tomorrow, not ever, ever, ever. The United States Constitution still reigns. And there is no way on God's green earth that you can impeach Joe Brandon Biden, skip Kamala, skip the Speaker of the House, just skip the 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 order of of uh, oh, how am I, how am I trying to say this? The order of in which ah, my gosh, I sound like Kamala Harris. <laughs> but there is a line of succession. Let me put it that way. And it's clear in the Constitution. So there's no way that Joe Biden can be impeached and Donald Trump have uh, a chance to be put in the presidency. Can't happen. Can't happen. So so be careful as a Trump voter because, listen, as a Trump voter and a Trump supporter, and I'm one of you, we have to be very careful about because we're we're going to get – looked at and examined and and the media wants every reason possible to make fun of a Trump supporter and you're just giving them fodder when you buy into this mess that somehow Donald Trump can be uh, reappointed to the presidency because we don't do that in this country we have a constitution you must be duly elected now I'm not going to rehash what happened in 2020 the fact of the matter is Biden got in now I know there were shenanigans but he got in, so the Constitution prevails. Now, if you so, if you impeach Joe Biden, you're going to end up with Kamala Harris, <laughs> and that would be a travesty, as big a travesty as Joe Biden being the president. So, so just understand that, folks. Listen, I and you know that they're doing everything they can to dismerch Trump supporters. And they're going to do the same thing for Ron DeSantis supporters. And I make no bones about it. I support both men. I support Ron DeSantis and I support Donald Trump. I will support whichever one of those guys is a nominee for 2024 because it's going to be one of those guys. I really think it's going to be one of those guys. So, but, uh, you know, we'll get into a little bit more of that, uh, later, but we've got a lot to get to today. I want to start the show off today by asking the question that I told you guys I'm going to ask. Every show, uh, as long as I can remember. <laughs> if I'm not having a Biden moment, I will ask this every show, whether it's right here on the On Point with Victor show or whether it's when I fill in for Eric Erickson or if I fill in for anyone else. But the question has to be asked, where's the manifesto? Where is the manifesto? Why isn't media beating the drums, beating the doors down of the FBI and the police uh, departments out there in in Nashville, why aren't they beating the doors down to get this manifesto? And you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the trans shooter. There was the shooter that killed three children in a Christian school and killed two teachers and one janitor. And we have yet to see the manifesto. This shooter... And the only reason I say trans shooter is because the Democrats make such a big deal about this whole trans movement. So if you're going to make a big deal about the trans movement, then I'm going to remind you that the shooter in Nashville that killed three children and three adults was a trans. Now, am I saying all trans people are bad? No. But this person was a bad person, an evil person. And and we need to find out what was going on through her head. Because 
if we could find out what was going through her head and we can do some analysis and believe you me in this country we can do with our forensics and our science we can do the best type of investigation to kind of make sure this doesn't happen again or at least be ready when it happens you know if it's going to happen again or, or know what to look for and we can tell other people Here's what you look for. If you've got a friend that's struggling mentally or you know somebody who's making comments and you know, okay, those are some really weird comments that this person's probably got a mental issue or maybe they just got an evil issue, then maybe you'll speak up and say something. But we don't know what was going on through that shooter's head because they won't release the manifesto. Now, why won't they release the manifesto? You have to ask yourself this. Because there were plenty of shooters, shootings that have happened over the past few years that had manifestos, and those manifestos were out at the snap of a finger. Now, those manifestos happened to have something in them that the media and the Democrats could kind of turn to, to make into the narrative that they agree with. See, what's going on here, folks, this was a trans shooter. This was a girl who had some mental issues who was transforming <laughs> into a dude, or thought she was, uh, she went and killed these kids and these adults in this school. She targeted this school. So we need to know why. And this isn't something where we need to sit around and go, oh my gosh, why did this shooter do this? No, all we have to do is read the manifesto. Because the manifesto is there. This shooter wanted people to know why she did what she did. She even tweeted out some to a friend, I think, or she, or maybe it was on Instagram. I don't remember, but she said something to the effect of, "All, all of you will understand um, tomorrow or or some time frame." Meaning, once you see my manifesto, you'll know why I did what I did. So again, I ask, "Where's the manifesto? Why doesn't your government want you to see?" This manifesto, if this manifesto, if this shooter put in that manifesto that I can't take it anymore because of MAGA or I, I don't like freedom, I don't like liberty, or the Republicans made me do it, believe you me, that manifesto would be out yesterday. Victor, let me ask but it's you not. something. Yeah, yeah. I don't recall, and and it's sort of funny because as you were talking, I – it's sort of scratched my old brain that you pointed out. Um, <laughs> I haven't heard the big thing about we've got to get rid of guns. And I just wonder if something in the manifesto, they don't want to put it out because it's, you know, she could say it's not the gun doing it, it's me doing it, you know. Or, well, you no. know, David, that's a great point because before this shooter – did her little rampage, there was an article on NPR and, and a discussion on NPR, uh, probably maybe a week or two weeks before the shooting occurred. And that article was about transgenders picking up arms. So they did a story talking about how uh, the LGB the alphabet soup community and the trans community were being encouraged to to buy firearms, learn how to use them, and be prepared to use them because of the pretend violence that's happening against them. Now, I say that because, look, I'm not saying that there's never been a transgender that's had a bad thing happen to them. 
But there is not a, an epidemic or a uh, crisis going on right now where the transgender community is under attack. It's not. There's not. But the Democrats would have you believe that the transgender community is under attack. So, David, there's a reason they're not going after screaming about the guns because this – a, this was a trans shooter with a gun. So a trans shooter with a gun is okay. You as an American who just want to live your life and be able to protect yourself, that's not okay. And that's why I think you're seeing this. And I said before that you would see this story be scrubbed off the news. None of the news media wants to talk about it. Once they would try to turn this into a, the transgender shooter being a victim and that didn't work, they scrubbed this story because they cannot have their uh, narrative being uh, blown to, well, I shouldn't put it that way, <laughs> but they can't stand to see their narrative with a counter narrative. And I promise you, as I sit here behind this microphone, that manifesto probably spells out a lot of issues this mental case was having and probably used some of the left's progressive Democrat rhetoric. I wouldn't be surprised if this shooter quoted Democrat officials and some of the activists in that manifesto and probably said something that she had to do what she had to do. And I guarantee you she was targeting Christians because what do you hear from the left? What do you hear from Democrats? What do you hear from these trans activists? They'll tell you that the Christian is their enemy because, you know, the Christian belief that there's one God. And you yourself cannot be God. But trans community, trans people, some of these people think they are God. They think they can change their biological sex. So, I mean, there's a lot going on there that nobody wants to talk about, nobody wants to talk about. And, and it's sad. It's sad. But I'm not going to stop asking. We need to see that manifesto. We need to demand the manifesto. And here's another thing. Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, and you, rest of you establishment Republicans, get off your butts and start demanding subpoena if you have to. I don't care. But you've got the power of oversight. You can subpoena the FBI and demand those, that manifesto. So I'd like to see the Republicans get off their derrieres and get moving on this because all the Democrats are doing are trying to run out the clock because if they can get enough time passed on this, you're going to forget about it, and they're hoping the, everybody forgets about it, and then the manifesto will come out, and they'll be able to bury the story. So shame on the Republicans for not getting off their derriere already, but they need to demand. They need to use the power of the subpoena. And they need to get that manifesto. So I'll keep asking until we get that manifesto because we need to see what they're hiding. Because at this point, there is no question the media is hiding something. The Democrats want to hide something. The bureaucracy in Washington, they want to hide something. The transgender movement, which make no mistake, they may be 1% or less of the population, but they have a massive massive activist organization and a massive uh, group that that uh, is just all over Washington. I mean, you want to talk about lobbyists. The trans lobby, the LGBTQ alphabet soup lobby, it's got to be pretty big. So there's somebody, and these groups are, are pressuring the Democrats to keep this manifesto hidden. 
Now, what kind of person does it make you? What kind of person does it make you to want to hide a manifesto so we can't learn more about this shooter and protect children? So it tells you that the Democrats, that that so many of their voters and so many in this so-called trans movement, they really don't care about kids. They really don't care about kids. All they want to do is indoctrinate kids. So so don't let it go, folks. Don't let it go. If, you, uh, if you're out there and you're listening to another show and you call in, ask them. Where's the manifesto? Where's the manifesto? Send emails. Send emails to uh, – uh, newspapers and to other news sites leave comments keep asking for the manifesto don't let this story die don't let it die so okay so before we take actually uh, do we need to take a break david all right let's keep on let's plow through this before we get to the break so this is a great story did you guys see the joke so there was a fight there was a mma fight uh, I think a week ago or so, and Joe Rogan, of course, was on the on the uh, sidelines. I shouldn't say sidelines, ringside. That's it, ringside. And uh, Donald Trump was there at this fight. So when Donald Trump entered this uh, stadium or building or whatever it was where this fight was, when Donald Trump entered the arena, this crowd went berserk. I mean, they. Were cheering. They were screaming USA. I mean, it's 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 always good to see when a group of blue collar workers, probably mixed in with some white collar workers, and they're blacks and Hispanics and and white. I mean, all kinds of people, all kinds of backgrounds, all start cheering USA, USA, just because President Trump walked into the arena. I mean, that's a good feeling, ladies. I don't care what you feel about Donald Trump. Joe Brandon Biden can walk into an arena or anywhere, and no one's going to start chanting USA. Because if you start chanting USA, they may take uh, call Antifa to come try and hit you with bats or throw Molotov cocktails at you because you can't be pro-USA. And Biden can't be pro-USA in front of his left-wing flank. They'll uh, turn on him. So... How does that make you feel as an American when when you we have a president right now that can't really speak about how great this country is and 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 does and and wouldn't want to lead a USA chant? No, Biden's going to get up there and tell you, oh, the faults of the U.S., the evils of the U.S., how we need to take a second seat to the global community because we've done so much damage. Yeah. That's your progressive Democrat left. But when Donald Trump walked into this arena, people feel pride. They feel pride for the United States. They want to wave the flag, and they want to yell USA, USA. That's amazing. But it got better, folks. It got better. So this fighter, and I don't remember his name, but when the fight was over, Joe Rogan got into the ring to interview him. And this fighter grabbed the microphone and he said, and I want you to pay attention to what he said, folks, because this is what I'm trying to tell you Trump voters who who are attacking DeSantis. It's about time for you to stop. I'm telling you, the Trump voter can't be attacking DeSantis and the DeSantis voter doesn't need to attack the Trump voters. But you're not going to see many DeSantis voters attacking Trump voters. But you see the Trump voters right now at the marching orders of Trump. And again, listen, I support Donald Trump. But he can be pretty boneheaded sometimes, and going after DeSantis is not a good idea. It really isn't. So what happened with this fighter? Uh, 
So this fighter took the microphone from Joe Rogan, and he said, ladies and gentlemen, well, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically looked over to Donald Trump, and he goes, we've got the greatest president in the history of the world right here, Donald Trump, and pointed to Trump, and the crowd went crazy. And then you know what this fighter did? Because apparently this fight took place in Florida, and apparently this fighter lives in Florida. So he also said, he goes, and we also, we have the greatest governor in the world right here in Florida, keeping Florida free. Let's keep Florida red. That is what that fighter said. So that fighter was able in one sentence or paragraph Acknowledge that Donald Trump, what a great president he was, and how much he loved him and supported him, and and not afraid to say, great president. But then also turned to the crowd and said, Ron DeSantis is the best darn governor ever, and we love him here in Florida. So you see, folks, you can support both men. Which is my point for telling you this story. So if you want to see it, it's really cool. It's all over. I'm sure it's on YouTube, but it's all over social media. But this fighter, because the fighter didn't stop there. Once he got the crowd going by saying President Trump was the best president ever, and then he said Ron DeSantis is the best governor ever, then he looked out in the crowd and he goes, I just need you guys to do one thing. And he started the Let's Go Brandon chant. So everyone in this arena started chanting Let's Go Brandon. So, I mean, it was just a sight to see. So go look it up on YouTube or somewhere on, on social media. Just look up Joe Rogan, fighter, Donald Trump. I'm sure it'll come up. So you should watch it. It's, it's really, really, really good. So, uh, but, but my point here, folks, and I'm going to talk a little bit later about 2024, uh, because Donald Trump is going to step in it if he keeps attacking DeSantis and you Republicans out there. Now listen, I'm with you. I, 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 you know, I'm not a sycophant to the Republican party. I would not call myself a Republican, nor do I call myself a Republican. But I'm a freedom lover. I'm a liberty lover. I love the Constitution, and I love the United States. And right now, our only choice is going to be the Republican Party. And in 2024, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Our nominee needs to be Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis. Those are the two men that are going to pull us out of the mess that Biden and the Democrats have put us in. I don't trust anyone else to do it. Now, I noticed that Tim Scott... Now, here I go getting into the 2024 discussion, and I wanted to do it later, but I'll go ahead and do it now. Tim Scott from South Carolina pretty much has announced that he's getting into the race. I love Tim Scott. Tim Scott's great. But I'm telling you what Tim Scott is doing. He's running against Nikki Haley for the vice president position. So I love Tim Scott. Tim Scott has an amazing story. If you don't know Tim Scott's story, look it up. Look it up. The guy is fantastic. He's he's lived an incredible life just having to grow up with, uh, I believe, grandparents who were cotton pickers or maybe great-grandparents. He, he's got an amazing story. His family's an amazing story. And he's not the story like Obama where he's he's half black, raised by white people, but somehow's down for the struggle. No. Tim Scott lived the struggle. Tim Scott was not unlike Herman Cain. Herman Cain 
was what they call authentic. <laughs> so, I know I'm going to get in so much trouble for Media Matters on this, but I'm only using their terms. I'm only using their terms, folks. If you go back, I believe it was Joe Biden uh, or one of those Democrats like him that said, oh, Barack Obama's a young, uh, black, African-American, speaks clean, is in, and he is clean. Uh, I mean, that's what Joe Biden said. So uh, I, I'm using their language, so they can't get too mad at me. They can't get too mad at me. And and they are the ones, it is the left that will tell you that somebody's not down for the struggle. Well, you couldn't get any more down with the struggle than Herman Cain or, or Tim Scott. So look up Tim Scott from South Carolina. He's a sharp guy. He's a, he's a senator right now, but it, he's throwing his hat in the ring, and he's going to run in 2024. And I'm telling you now that he will never say this, but he's running to be vice president. Because I am telling you folks, as I sit here right now, 2024 is going to come down to Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. And we should be thankful that we have those two men that were not saddled with the Bushies and, and the, uh, uh, Cheneys and the rest of the establishment Republicans. It's a good thing that we're not just saddled with them because then how terrible would it be to go into 2024 knowing that we're going to have to recover from the Biden mess, knowing that you have to choose only from the establishment Republicans, which are basically Democrat lights. Can you imagine? No, folks, we should be happy because we have Ron DeSantis and we have Donald Trump waiting in the wings. We'll be right back. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. Just join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. Veteran-owned, America's Web Radio would like to thank all of our incredible patrons. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you are not already a patron, you can help us continue to produce some of the most informative and entertaining shows on the Internet by becoming a patron. Patrons of America's Web Radio are the first to receive information about new shows and links to the latest podcast episodes. Join now and receive a free gift while supplies last. For more information and to join our family, please visit www.patreon.com slash America's Web Radio. If you have questions, contact us at gm at americaswebradio.com. And as always, thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And coming back in three, two, one, and it's all yours, Victor. Hey folks, welcome back. This is the On Point with Victor show. You are listening to America's Web Radio. Hey look folks, that is your place. You want to see some good shows? Go check out uh, americaswebradio.com. 
And if you want to find out more about me, you can find me there at americaswebradio.com. And if you want to listen to this show anytime later, if you just have to hear it again, you can hear it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or uh, just about any podcast platform. So go take a listen and follow or subscribe, do whatever you need to do, because um, I need the numbers. <laughs> so And get your friends to follow me on Instagram. It's uh, Radio Victor, Radio Victor on Instagram, and I'm uh, Victor Armanderas on Facebook, so find me there. Um, because, you know, Tell them they need to hear what the Mexican Not Afraid to Be American has to say. So, so all right, so be on the lookout, folks. Tim Scott, he's getting in the race. Um, he's all but said it. And uh, so he'll be in there with Nikki Haley and uh, Viv- Vivek. Vivek, I, man, I never remember that guy's name. I don't mean to do him disservice, uh, but he's the, the um, I believe, the Indian guy who's in the race. He's a sharp guy, folks. He's a sharp guy. you got to listen to him. He's got some really good ideas, so I hope – that um, Trump or DeSantis would be willing to use um, Vivek. If I'm, I'm probably not saying that right, but um, that guy's got some good ideas. So he needs to be part of the next um, administration. There's no doubt. Uh, I think Nikki Haley needs to be a part of it. I think um, Tim Scott for sure. I think Tim Scott will be a fantastic vice president. And actually, that's probably my choice. I, I'm going to, I'll be fine with Tim Scott or Nikki Haley to be vice president. I really am. Uh, but, uh, I, I really want DeSantis or Trump to lead the ticket. Uh, we need one of those guys. We really do. We need a, a guy like DeSantis or a guy like Trump who's no holds bar. They'll take the fight straight to the Democrats, and they're going to do what, what needs to be done to get our country back on track. If you think an establishment Republican is going to do that, then you're out of your mind. You're kidding yourself. So we, we need real cuts to take place. We, you find me an establishment Republican that would promise to make actual spending cuts that would promise to get rid of the EPA, to get rid of the Department of Education, to scale back and really, really scale back the IRS. Find me an establishment Republican that will do any of that. I None of them will. I, I Nikki Haley won't say that. I don't even know if Tim Scott will say that. But I'll tell you who would, DeSantis or Donald J. Trump. Both of those guys are going to be willing to do the things that needs to, to, to be done. And, and the, the biggest word that should be going around Washington right now is austerity. I mean, every speech in Washington by a Republican should have the word austerity in it because the Democrats aren't going to use that word. They won't even use the word independence. They won't use the word freedom. They won't use the word liberty. So they're darn sure not going to use the word austerity. <laughs> so, um, But, folks, that's what we need. We need somebody like DeSantis. We need Donald J. Trump. One of those guys, it's going to be one of them that's going to force some spending cuts that are going to go after the government bureaucracy. There's no reason to have the Department of Education. There's no reason to have an, a huge mammoth IRS. There's no reason to have an, an, an abusive EPA. Ladies and gentlemen, the EPA is basically making law. This has got to stop. That no one in the EPA was elected. There's no one in the House or the Senate passed legislation that gave the EPA the power to say, you know what, we're going to wake up tomorrow and we're going to demand and mandate that you can only drive an EV. 
Because that's what the EPA is trying to do. They're trying to come out and say that in 10 years or 15 years, we're only going to have EVs sold on car lots, no gasoline vehicles. First of all, that can't happen. Now, let me pause here for a minute. Let me tell you, I'm going to remind you, because I've told you this before. I told you what the goal of the Democrat Party is. The Democrat doesn't want you driving around in an EV. They just want to get you out of a fossil fuel car. They want to get you out of a gasoline car, out of a diesel car. They want you in EVs. So once you get in the – those of you who can afford an EV, once they get you in an EV, well, then they're going to – not build up the power grids, the power, you know, they're not going to be able to power all these EVs. So you won't be able to drive your EV. So you'll have a hunk of metal with a big old battery, hazardous battery sitting in your driveway. So then what's going to happen? They're going to push you to government transportation. They want you on a government train. They want you on a government bus. Uh, maybe they'll let you rent a car every now and then. Maybe they'll let Uber and Lyft operate. I don't know if they're going to do that unless it's run by the government because the Democrats' goal is to get you out of ownership. They do not want you to own vehicles. Understand me, ladies and gentlemen. I have told you this before, and I know some of you laugh, and especially you Democrat listeners out there. You think, oh, Victor, you're just using hyperbole. I'm not using hyperbole, folks. You follow the logic because there's lots of logic here, an easy logic. The Democrats get you out of – they mandate to get you out of a gas vehicle to put you in an EV. First of all, the average cost of an EV is over $60,000. So your middle class, what's left of the middle class, can't afford an EV. So a bunch of white elitist rich people will be driving EVs until it gets to the point where the power grid can't power them all because that's where they're headed with this. We do not have the energy infrastructure. We do not have the power grids. We do not have the ability to power all electric vehicles. Look at some homes. There's some homes that have two cars, three cars. You might be a car for the husband, a car for the wife, and then you have a car for your child. And if you have multiple children, you're going to have multiple cars. How are you going to plug each car up? That requires eight hours, ten hours to charge. How are you going to do it? That house, your house right now, doesn't have the capability to power one EV, let alone two, three, or four. See, the Democrats know this, but they won't tell you this because they hope you just keep whistling by the graveyard. They hope you just... Stay one of the dumb masses. They don't want you doing your research. This is why they want to control the tech world. They want to control social media. Because you could go on social media and you could find my show. You could find other shows that have already destroyed the EV car movement. And and again, I'm not against EVs. I just want the free market to do it. If Ford, who I love or used to... Um, if Ford wants to come out with an EV, that's fine. It's my choice to buy it or not. But don't get rid of my V8 because I'm going to walk past the EV and I'm going to buy the V8. But if Ford is forced to take away all the V8s and all the gasoline vehicles and only put EVs, well, who's going to buy them? Because there's not going to be a middle class left anymore. They can't buy them. The, the poor can't buy them. So you'll have a rich elitist that will buy them. But then they're not going to be able to power all their vehicles 
because I am telling you folks, the government knows this. They want you out of ownership. And it's not going to stop with vehicles. They want you out of home ownership. There's a reason that BlackRock and these other organizations are out there working with the government to buy up subdivisions. I mean, they're buying up subdivisions, folks, not just a home here, a home there. They're buying up subdivisions because they want to turn you into a renter. They do not want property ownership. The, if there's one thing the Democrat Party hates, it's property ownership. They can't stand it, folks. They want to take your homes away. They want to take your cars away. This is not hyperbole. I can, I can take you down the logic line and you'll see. This is the goal of the Democrat Party. If we allow the progressives and the Democrats to, and the establishment Republicans to continue on their power grabs, you're going to find yourself 20 years or so down the road, 10, 20 years down the road without a vehicle and with, uh, without a home. You'll be renting and you'll be on government buses and government trains. Yeah, you think that's going to be a nice way to live? Does that sound like the United States? Does that sound like the shining hill? Does that sound like the shiny city, I should say, that's on the hill? No, not quite, folks. The Democrats, when they tell you they want to transform this country, they want to take this country through a major transformation, they're not kidding you. But it's not a good thing. They're not taking, they're not saying we want to transform back to freedom. They're not saying we want to transfer back to liberty. They're not saying we want to uphold and get back to the constitutional duties. They don't want, they're not saying they want to follow the constitution. No, it's quite the opposite. They want to transform away from the constitution, away from the rule of law. They don't want you enjoying individuality. They don't want you enjoying liberty. They don't want you enjoying freedom. They want you to be a good little government subject who wakes up in the morning. Maybe you've got your little Starbucks coffee. Probably won't be Starbucks anymore. Uh, and they want you to go to work. Working from your home, uh, getting on government tra- buses, government trains, or they want you sitting on your fat derriere taking government money. Now, I don't know where they're going to get this money because eventually they're going to run all the producers out of this country. So, ladies and gentlemen, understand what I'm saying. The goal of the progressive Democrat Party of today is to get you out of vehicle ownership and out of home ownership. You can say you heard it here first because that is what their goal is. And if we don't get rid of people like Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell and Romney and McConnell, uh, Collins and McCaskill, if we don't get rid of these establishment Cornyn, if we don't get rid of these establishment Republicans and put some nice, good, young, vibrant, conservative, liberty-loving, freedom-loving, constitution-loving people, if we don't elect those type of people, I don't know how we reverse this. I don't know how we reverse it because we can slow it down with Donald Trump and we can slow it down with, with DeSantis. But if we don't start changing out the representatives in the House and changing out the senators, then we're just going to end up back where we are now. So please, please, if there's one thing you leave or you take from my show today is that you've got to start voting out these career politicians. I don't care if they got an R by their name, but especially if they have a D by their name, you've got to start throwing them out of office. Ladies and gentlemen, we the people here in this United States 
have the biggest power in the world, and it's the power of our vote. Even with the shenanigans that go on, when we stand up together and we vote to throw these people out of office, there's not any fraud that exists today that could stop it. But you've got to have the courage to be an American. You've got to have the courage to stand up. You've got to have the courage to go out and talk to your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers, and give them this logic that I give you on every show. Because this isn't about uh, R's and D's. This isn't about abortion. This isn't about things like that. This is about preserving this country. This is about preserving your way of life. You either want to live under the rule of law, which the law is the Constitution. You want to live with liberty. You want to live with freedom. You want to keep the United States the way it was founded. And I'm talking about in the eyes of every man, woman is created equal. Everyone has the opportunity for liberty and freedom. That's what I'm talking about. Because if I don't clarify, Media Matters will say that I'm calling for slavery. Yeah, this brown guy will somehow be calling for slavery. (laughs) Media Matters, man. These Democrats. Ladies and gentlemen, please, please open your eyes. Open your eyes. So, okay, let me move on a little bit because I wanted to get to the to the uh, topic uh, rundown. You know, I like to do every now and then. I like to do the on point with Victor topic rundown and and tell you about some stories. Uh, you know, and the and one story that you need to be on the lookout for is AI uh, because this is another thing. Artificial intelligence, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you something about artificial intelligence. It's not that there's going to be a Terminator or a robot or something like that. No, the the danger is a political party like the Democrats who are going to try and use AI to manipulate you into giving them more power. I'm telling you, folks, I'm not making any of this up, not making this up. So we're going to go to a break here, and when when we get back, I'm going to get into a few other things, a a few more topics on the topic rundown. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back. On August 8th, 2022, in violation of the Fourth Amendment, the FBI performed a most egregious search of a former president's home. The Fourth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution provides that the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrants shall issue, but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. The Fourth Amendment originally enforced the notion that each man's home is his castle, secure from unreasonable searches and seizures of property by the government. We must take a stand and take back our country. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, 
Hey folks, this is Victor Armendariz and we are back. Hey listen folks, the, I, I'm not kidding about this chat AI business and artificial intelligence in general. The Democrats will try to find a way to abuse this. I promise you. And they're going to have the help of the Google people and some of these tech guys. They're going to be all too willing to help. Not realizing that they're going to be the victims of the Democrats' power. They just don't understand. But but the Democrat Party, you want to talk about misinformation and disinformation? You wait till the Democrat Party can start using AI to push out uh, derogatory stories about Trump and and uh, making Trump say things that he didn't say and making fake videos and putting it out there. By the time it you figure out that it's fake, it'll probably be too late. So this is the dangers of AI. Look, there's probably a lot of good for AI, but we need to keep the government out of it. We've got to figure out a way that we cannot allow Democrat politicians or establishment Republican politicians for that matter, but we cannot allow them, but especially progressive Democrats. They will be the first to try and abuse this. In fact, they already are trying to abuse abuse AI. So trust me, folks, you've got to be wary. You need to pay attention. There's a reason that they, they always – run these ridiculous inconsequential stories and try to get you to fight each other they want we the people to fight each other so that we're not paying attention to what's really going on you're not paying attention to what the democrats are trying to do with ai you need to be paying attention to what the democrats are trying to do with ai i'm just saying folks i'm saying so all right let's get on to some uh, a little a couple of other stories so you know one of the other things i like to do with my shows is give an update on the chicago shootings for the weekend so this weekend in chicago 28 people were shot 28 people were shot in chicago Three were killed. So this time, only single digits were killed that we know of. And and when I say 28 people were shot, that's 28 people that we know of were shot. So that was this past week in Chicago. Have you heard anything in the media? Have you seen one race pimp on CNN or MSNBC come out and say, what are we going to do to help these black folks who just got shot in Chicago this weekend? You haven't heard one thing, ladies and gentlemen, not one thing. Did Joe Brandon Biden, did he take enough medicines to be coherent enough to come out today and say anything about the 28 people shot in Chicago, the three killed? Have you heard their names? No, you haven't. You see what I'm saying here, folks? The Democrats don't care about you or or violence against you. They only care about their narrative, and they got to figure out how to way to get you to keep voting for them. And if they point out the crime, and they actually go after a problem and to to try and solve a problem, well, then that wouldn't get them votes. So, I mean, this is what I'm talking about, folks. And then on top of that, on top of 28 people shot and three killed in Chicago, you had teens. You had some social media teen movement where they went – nuts in chicago they were attacking innocents they were destroying property uh i mean beating the crap out of some people beating on cars scaring the crap out of old people uh going after tourists that's what happened in chicago and you know what the new mayor oh the new mayor said nothing to see here don't waste me my time with with talking about crime 
the old mayor who's on her way out. She said, oh, I, I'm not going to call this mayhem. I won't use your language. What? What else do you call it? You just had a group of teens, I don't know how many, run through Chicago, the cities of Chicago, I mean the, the streets of Chicago, attacking people, beating people, destroying property, stealing. I mean, but yet. These politicians, Democrats, Democrat politicians will do nothing, nor do they want to do anything. They tell you that you're racist if you point it out. And if you dare say, if you dare say these are mostly black victims and there were mostly black teens, these were mostly black criminals, well then, you're a racist. You're a racist. That's what they say. Not not giving a darn about the poor Men, women, and children who were innocently beat up or shot and some killed, they don't give a crap about those people. So, I mean, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, you've got to start opening your eyes. So that's what happened in Chicago. That's what happened in Chicago this weekend. So I, what are they going to do? When, when, when is an elected Democrat going to point out the, the innocent people dying, the innocent people of color? Who are dying every weekend in Chicago and nothing's being done about it. And yet here's the sad thing. Here's the sad thing. 90% of the black people in Chicago will turn around and vote for another Democrat. And let me go ahead and blow this myth out of the water. You know, you had a, a, uh, a hearing in New York yesterday and I'd love to hear Mark the Shark's, uh, view on this and maybe he'll do that on Friday, but you had a hearing in, uh, on, on crime in New York. Uh, I think it was in the hearing probably in Washington, but it was on crime in New York and every Democrat. So there were there were victims present, victims of crime that were present at this hearing to tell their story. And I will tell you, I'll bet 90 percent of them were Democrats. I'll bet 90 percent of them voted for Joe Biden. And I and they got a dose of reality and I hope they were paying attention. Because these victims were, were crying and screaming about the, the children they lost, the crime that happened to them, and the violence that happened to them. And you know what the Democrats did? You know what Adam Schiff did? You know what that, that Weeble Wobble Nadler did? They looked at these people and said, oh, this is about Trump. This is about the, the Republicans being sycophants for Trump. And these victims who were there, they actually, you could hear them going, oh, stop that kind of talk. So hopefully these Democrat Biden voters will realize that the Democrats could care less about them. They're obsessed with Donald Trump. They're obsessed with, with lying and, and giving out misinformation and disinformation. But one thing they don't have on their agenda is giving a rat's you know what, what happened to these victims. But these victims, they're people of color. They're Democrat voters. And they just got a taste of reality yesterday because the only people there that gave a darn that wanted to hear what they had to say and was asking them questions was the Republicans. The Democrats just wanted to talk about Trump. So it's amazing, folks, but it's right there for you to see. It's right there. This is why I tell you, if you're a fellow minority, if you're one of my fellow minorities, if you're a brown guy or a black guy, woman too, and you still vote for the Democrat Party, Shame on you. Shame on you. So now 
that uh, happened yesterday, that hearing, and it was it was a pretty disgusting display that the Democrats put on. You know, they wanted kudos. They wanted a pat on the back for showing up to the hearing. But their their demonstration, their their performance, what they did at that hearing was just uh, shameful, absolutely shameful. So, all right. So we also had I mean, I hate to talk about these stories, but folks, I got to do the topic rundown. So we had a kid that was shot in Kansas City, I believe, yesterday. And what was his crime, folks? He didn't. He he was not a criminal. He didn't have a crime. He walked up to the wrong house and rang the wrong doorbell. And for doing that, he was shot. Now, I want more details. I want to know why this, this elderly person felt threatened. Because what happened was this young teenager, um, pretty big guy apparently, uh, walked up and rang the doorbell of this house thinking it was a house where his siblings were because he was picking up his siblings. But he walked up to the wrong house. And the person in the house was an elderly person and they felt, apparently felt threatened and they shot this kid twice. Now, luckily this kid's gonna live. This kid's going to live. But we need to know why this guy felt the need to shoot, uh, an unarmed person who was ringing their doorbell. Now, is it because he lives in an area where there's lots of break-ins? Is there lots of gun violence? So these are things we need to know. I can venture to say and probably guess that Kansas City is probably not one of the safest places. I'll bet Kansas City is run by Democrats, and I'll bet you crime is run rampant around there. So I'm not making an excuse for this homeowner because as a homeowner and a, and a gun owner, somebody who's going to use a gun to defend yourself, you need to be properly trained. That's on you, and you need to understand how to assess a situation. So that there's going to be things that that homeowner could have done better, no, no doubt. But we need to know what he was thinking, why he was thinking it. Now, trust me, folks, this homeowner is going to pay the price. He's already been um, charged with, um, I believe, with negligent homicide or something. Oh, no, I'm sorry, not homicide because the kid's going to live. But he's been charged with aggravated assault or something like that. So he's going he's gonna to pay the price for what he did. But but these are the things that, that we need to know why they happen. And, and, it, and, and this is – it shouldn't – okay, your race pimps – uh, Kamala Harris is already doing it. Joe Biden's already doing it. They're going to make this thing about nothing but race. They're going to make it a hundred percent about race. And we need to know what it, it's not a, it's probably not about race, folks. We need to know. You had an elderly person who, who most likely felt threatened. And we need to know and that, and, and why they did what they did. And, and we need to be on the side of this teenager who is going to recover from two gunshots. He needs all the help he can get. He doesn't need to be told that his skin color got him shot. He needs to be told that he's going to recover and he can be whatever he wants to be because this is the greatest country in the world. They need to be positive with this kid, not negative. But your Democrats are not going to be able to help themselves. They're not going to be able to help themselves. So what a shame. What a shame. So, But uh, but that was just some things. Now, we have uh, – we're getting close to the end of the show here, and I wanted to get to some more – uh, headlines. Uh, one of the headlines I wanted to tell you about is there are nine Bidens now. There are nine family members of the Biden family that are under investigation. What does that tell you, folks? You talk about smoke in the room. I mean, nine Bidens under investigation. Now, remember what I told you about Liz Cheney? Folks, keep an eye on Liz Cheney. 
Liz Cheney just made a book deal. She's going to write a book trying to sink Donald Trump. Her only goal is to stop Donald Trump. How do I know this? Because they're not going to release this book until right before the 2024 primary season. Right before the primaries and the caucuses in Iowa start, they're going to drop this book. Liz Cheney has made it her lifelong goal to try to stop Donald Trump from being elected. Now, understand, she's not trying to stop him from being the nominee. She just doesn't want him to be elected. Because trust me, the Democrats want Donald Trump to be the nominee because they think they can beat him. Now, my question to Liz Cheney, if she succeeds, if she succeeds and stops Donald Trump from becoming, let's say, the nominee, how is she going to stop DeSantis? Because she hates DeSantis just as much. You wait, folks. Mark my words. You heard it here first. You wait until you see the establishment Republicans unload on Ron DeSantis because they will. The closer Ron DeSantis gets to the 2024 nomination, you're going to see the establishment unload on him because they don't want him and they don't want Trump. And those are the two guys we need the most. <laughs> so, all right, folks, we're getting close here to the end. Uh, listen, this has been fun as always. And again, don't forget, you can listen to my shows anytime. You can find all my shows on Spotify, on Apple Podcast. You can find just about any podcast platform. You will find my show. Stay tuned to hear when I'm going to fill in for Eric Erickson next. Uh, hopefully that's going to be soon. And I, but don't worry, I will let you know. So, all right, folks, you have a great rest of your week. We'll see you again next week and we'll do it all over again i'm out the views opinions and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on america's web radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station you're listening to america's web radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com thank you for listening